So, hey guys, um, welcome back to another episode of Feature and Regular People. Um, this is our second season now, so we've been getting on a little bit. So hopefully you haven't got sick or tired of listening to me and Kanye. Uh, but we've got a really cool episode going today. Um, it's going to be with a guy called Brett King, who is a fight photographer. Um, it does lots of fight uh, photography work with MMA, boxing, etc., etc. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about this one. It's a different take on the, the previous kind of MMA-focused ones that we've done before. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, Brett. How are you doing? Very welcome. Yeah, really good. Really good, thank you. Really well. And yourselves? Good, mate. Good. Yeah, just getting back into the flow of normal life now. Absolutely. <laughs> totally understand um, But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of them. It's been, it's been a bit of a crazy year. Um, and I guess we should probably start off with uh, how you're feeling about coming out the other side. Um, really good, actually. Refreshed. Really refreshed, actually. Um, I spent the year studying a lot of photography over the year. Um, yeah, I didn't just sit back and forget about it all. I, I wanted to better my game up it, basically. Um, I've done a lot of lockdown shoots, basically doorstep photography shoots around okay. my area. So that got my name kind of locally. So that, that, that was good for the local um, community, if you like. Um, got a couple of newspaper spreads. So yeah, it was good. Good um, publicity as well. And also... Um, rewarding you know to help some families with pictures and um to, to record that you know document the times that we went through basically um yeah it would be a funny one to look back in i don't know 20 years time um you're showing you know your grandkids or whatever and <laughs> so this is what we used to do we used to stay inside and just watch too much netflix that was yeah. uh, that was our lives for a year yeah this is what we're, allowed, <laughs> what we're not allowed to do kind of um and it, it was a struggle because I had restrictions. Obviously, I couldn't go into people's homes. So a lot of it was met up in the local local park. Um, yeah. But you did uh, it. Um, it's good, though, because like, for a lot of people, like you said, you didn't kind of let your life stand still. Like A lot of people, no. their life really came to a halt, but you were oh, able, able to use the time to sort of still work and kind of almost perfect your craft. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was my, you know, I sat there thinking, what can I do during this, which ended up being a year really I've lost, wasn't it? Um, what can I do to, to change what I'm doing now? You know, about being big edited, I was happy with my work, but I wanted something different from it. I wanted it to look different when I come back and do these events, you know. Um, uh, normally I'm recognised, image, my style of editing, if you like, I guess, my 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 perspective on the fights, you know, my, my images look different to say someone else's, but that was my, my goal, you know, to be recognized for my images rather than. Yeah. Being yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and yeah, it, it, it was just perfecting it really. And, and, and fine tuning. Um, let's go move this camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, um, I've been looking at quite a, you know, quite a lot of your images, obviously over the past few days, building up to this and, Fair play, mate. The photography works absolutely amazing. I think you've captured um, some incredible images, um, so which kind of goes really into my first question is, you know, how long have you been a photographer? What was your kind of inspiration for getting into it? Uh, always a good question. <laughs> photography, I probably liked, I'd say, for the last 10 years, but on a professional level, um, as in work-wise, I'd say the last four or five years. Um, done a couple of weddings. Uh, one for a friend and progress from there. Um, yeah, I've always had a, I was advised to take it up professionally, you know, by, by another work colleague of mine because I, I didn't see it myself. My, you know, you've got to have a bit of an eye for the, to capture the, the events, you know, 
weddings, etc. Um, you don't always see it yourself, but someone else, well, a few, few told me basically, Brett, you need to take this up, you know, professionally. Um, and I gave myself a big kick. <laughs> and, and then, yeah. Just I mean, it's, it's doing something that, you know, you enjoy, isn't it? Um, and, oh, you know, it's yeah, a skill yeah. that you may not know, you, you know, you had, but when you find yeah. it, it's like, well, actually, you know, I can push this quite far. And it's took this many years, <laughs> you know, to get to this and realise, actually, I'm pretty good at this, you know, and, and, and then it, and then it just snowballed. It really, um, yeah, it, it just snowballed, really. I mean, so pushing weddings aside, which I still do now, um, I started off covering pro wrestling events before MMA. So I've done a lot of them, a local um, big, well, big promotion in Norwich here. So I covered a lot of their events, got some ringside experience, if you like, to, um, yeah. Yeah, to gain it. So also they're, they're, they're very different but also they're quite similar in ways pro wrestling MMA that you know the sort of shots are quite similar really um so it definitely helps me helps me um but I don't I don't really do too many pro wrestling events now because I'm steering you know towards uh, the MMA and boxing scene really is my um is, is my thing now you know that really was something I was going to ask is did you have like a vested interest in MMA and boxing prior to like working like shooting them because like that's clearly like your main body of work now yeah that's a really good question actually yeah 100 percent. i've always been a huge fan in, in mma um i'll use usc as an example i you know I, I was fortunate enough to be around for the very first event i remember watching that i think on vhs or you know that old really I'm yeah, old. Yeah. yeah vhs or dvd what very close to the mark um and being amazed by it, you know, I was shocked, you know, because it was really brutal in the early days, obviously, with um, the less rules and no weight categories. It was, it, it, it got me hooked. It really, <laughs> it got me hooked. Wow, these guys are really hitting each other, you know. Yeah, and big time. It, it, it really, you know, and I did since that day, I, I got on it. Um, and not just UFC, I then took on like Pride, started watching some of their events. And again, shocked by their different, their different rules, you know, the head stomps and the, the yeah. soccer kick. Then I was Pride like, was, Pride was the big one back in the day. And oh, obviously, it kind of crumbled due to like various things like corruption yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, Pride was yeah. better than UFC back in the day. Oh, absolutely! Look at it. I I, I prefer the Pride the side. You know, the 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 walkout entry. And you know, it's so dramatic. But mm. it was, UFC is a good alternative. Um, and yeah, just their style. And it was interesting to see some UFC fighters on there as well. And, and get familiar with the names, you know, that I didn't know about. Um, I didn't know much about Alistair Overeem, and then I realised how much he'd done in Pride, you know. Mm -hmm. Now I watch him in UFC, and, and, you know, I'm a fan of his, well, you know, in his earlier. Yeah, earlier. absolutely. But it's amazing that the transition as well between they could be doing really well in Pride and they seem to hit a, a bum note in UFC. Um, wonder, like, you know, people like that just took a bit of a... Yeah, there's a lot of fighters who, like, had really... The thing is, if you just kind of... So, for me, anyway, like, I've only been really interested in MMA for, like, probably a couple of years, but, like, yeah. took note for probably, like, the last five years. And there's a lot of fighters where if you didn't look into their pre-UFC careers, you wouldn't think that much of them. But there's a no. lot of fighters who were so successful and then they just kind of got into the UFC towards the tail end of their career. So, you yeah. to see their prime. Mirko Krokop is another one. He'd he, he done some good stuff in UFC. But even better in Pride, you know, he was a different fighter in Pride. He, he, it was his home, you know, it's was, it was, it was where he made his mark, not UFC, you know, like, at the end of his career. Mm. Uh, yeah, was a legend. And then when that head kick in London 
uh, by Gonzalez, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Gonzaga, yeah. So that's, oh, a mental, that's a mental one. Absolutely gutted for him, you know, because that was one of his kicks. And he got, you know, destroyed by one of his own, you know, yeah. moves. And it was, it was, yeah, devastating for it'd him. It'd be the equivalent of someone knocking Mike Tyson out with, like, a right hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, but the better thing was the rematch, you know. He got his comeback on it, you know. And he, he yeah, he, he, he made a statement on the rematch. And that's how it, that's how I looked at it. Oh, definitely. So you've always been an MMA fan. And now, like, it's, it's wicked, mate. Like, so some of the things you must get, like, I've always thought, like, if you're not, like, a fighter or a coach, like, or, like, someone that close to it, like, the next best thing must be being someone who gets to film it or photograph it. Because some of the stuff that you get to see firsthand, like one of the photos yeah. I was looking for your Instagram and you've got a photo of just the um, octagon floor just drenched in blood. <laughs> like, absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was, um, yeah, that was a dramatic match. That was a fire rather. That was, yeah, that, that was quite a gruesome one. That was, that, that was good. Um, yeah, that was in Norwich, actually, where we've got the event in six weeks. Um, that was Jay Shepard, uh, you know, sadly passed away. That was that was his fight, an amazing fight as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Not just because of the, the, the you know, the, the violent side of it, but it was such a statement, you know, such a good fight. Really, what I would call one of the top ones, you know, in, in the UK, what I've seen. Mm. So you've got so with this event coming up in six weeks then. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Um, so is this the, the Road to Contenders in six weeks, That's is it? it? Yeah. yeah, Road to Contenders. Normally they do a Contenders event, um, but then they often do a, a Road to Contenders, which is like a build-up to the bigger ones. Um, and I think because of lockdown, they want to, you know, break it in, not gently, but not full force, you know, because although people want to go and see it, there's still going to be a little bit, you know, some people still don't, um, light normality really they're a little bit hesitant to go to events really but yeah I can't wait for it it's um, yeah, my last event was last year during I think it was lockdown when we done an outside event which was a driving event again that was contenders so um, yeah yeah I can't wait for it um, I went down to the gym last night to see some of the fighters that are on there as well there's a few there that are training last night um, I like to document their their training for it as well I, I think that's important to adds an extra layer to things like if you can yeah. kind of see the build up and the process because I think yeah. that gets lost a lot like oh, really? a lot of fans just see the fight but they don't realise the months weeks leading up to that is where like the hard work really gets put oh. and that's often the more hard work you know there's the weight cutting the training and the dedication of the, the being away from the families uh, yeah yeah the fight could only be five minutes but they spent months and months training you know and then preparing mentally physically um, yeah, you do see the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, during these. Um, and like you say, people don't see that part really. But I think it's good for fans to see some of that, you know, the fans, even the new fans, to see actually these guys go through hell just to put on a fight. Uh, One of my favourite things that, like, uh, so the UFC do it. It's like uh, they put it up on ESPN. It's like the aftermath. And um, did you ever? Do you see the Dustin Poirier Dan Hooker fight this year? Mm, I probably have. I'm just terrible with names. Yeah. Some years, I'm so it's like it's literally one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. And they um they just did like straight after it had finished, they just followed both fighters with a camera, and oh, uh, really? like you could really got to realise the brutality of it because usually the fight had finished, go straight into an ad break, yep. and you didn't know what really? happened. Followed Dan Hooker with a camera, and they literally sat him down and it was like, "Do you want to do an interview?" And he couldn't even speak, and like, <laughs> like followed him getting into an ambulance and everything. And like as a fan, if you watch that, you realise you're like. 
shit. Like, this is actually yeah. brutal. This is it. I've quite often shared pictures on online, on social, you know, when it says you want to be a fighter, you know, they often see what they want to see. But then they, when you see really the following day when they're being interviewed or even post interviews, that's when you see the bruise and everything coming out and you see what, you know, and yeah, some people bruise more than others. But, you know, this is, this is a toughest sport, you know, to me. It really is. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, well, I think, yeah, there was a, <clears throat> I mean, not MMA, but there was a boxing match, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember. It's a British lad against a, a guy from France. And, you know, like, they, they were completely different levels, to be honest. But you could see it at the end, you know, the, the French guy just burst out into tears, you know, at the end of the, end of the fight in the ring. And I just thought, actually, for, there was kind of two things for it. It's one, you know, it gives you that very like, honest and real element to it. Um, but two, I think it's good for the fan base to see that because it, you know, helps them kind of become relatable. And it just says, well, you know, what an amount of passion he's put into that, that sport and that fight. 100%. I don't think people always, well, not everyone understands the emotion of a fight. It's huge, you know. When You see it often now, you know, I think it's Khabib when he lost his father. Yeah. Uh, you know, he broke down in the in the, in the cage, and um, you know, you know, to see that, I think, and most people can relate to that. You know, of having lost someone, unfortunately, I can. I lost my dad. All these things, you know, come to a head. You know, when you just battled with someone, you know, and 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 yeah, your emotions come out. You know, it's 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 a it's, it's, a, it's an emotional place and, and and a lonely place, like they often say. You know, that place. 100%. And I think with Khabib, like like you say, losing his dad, because mm. he, he had the fight to train for. I am willing to bet because he's such a professional. He probably like restricted feeling a lot of that emotion because he just yeah. focused on his training. And then yeah, when the fight was finished, he probably kind of let it all hit him, which is what. And to it makes total sense to lay there and break down in the cage. I think most like you're lying. Oh. You said that wouldn't happen to you, you know. And he's so disciplined, like you just said. He would have kept that all in during the training process and everything, and and done it for his dad, you know. And then everything came out, you know. It, you know, just, yeah, very sad and upsetting to watch, but also very respectful. You know, you've got a lot of respect for the guy, you know. For, I was buzzing to, for him, mate. I've never been, uh, like, I'm not even a massive Khabib fan. Like, I think he's had a really uh, impressive career. Um, mm. And, like, he, he, undeniably, like, one of the greatest ever. But when that happened, like, I've never been so buzzing for somebody to win anything. Like, he just uh, deserved it, man. Deserved it. No, he, he, he was a hero that, during that fight, you know. And I think it's... Who did he go against? I can't remember the guy. It was even, That's it. Even his opponent came over to sort of um, calm him down, and you know, and and and, and yeah, basically was there for him, which was again another huge respect. You know, that's something uh, I love about MMA again is how respectful <laughs> most of the fighters are pretty respectful. <laughs> you have the odd anomaly where they're the dickhead, but they like, and this is something people who aren't real fans of the sport can't really get their head around. It's like. There are a lot of fighters who are like quite mate. They're like friends, but they'll yeah. they'll fight. But then like afterwards, like it's all respect and like must be quite difficult to get your head round like with their friends, like how they're gonna like fight each other and then talk afterwards. But oh. and especially with the build up into the fight, you know. Yeah, exactly yeah. that, mate. Exactly that. Definitely, because all the big build ups, you know, with the weigh ins and the confrontations and you know all the hype, you know, and then, and then it, fight and nine times out of ten they're, they're shaking hands at the end of it you know i'd say most of them which is good to see again you know um that's what you want to see. that's what you you know you think if you just spent 25 minutes fighting someone if you didn't hate them beforehand you probably got a bit of a mutual respect <laughs> for each other afterwards anyway like what more are you gonna say <laughs> after you've just had a scrap you know 
you know, I've got covering them 25 minutes, you know. Um, <laughs> so at the end of it, you know, you might think this guy's an idiot, but actually after it, you think actually we've got a lot in common and actually we both wanted that win, you know, we both put in everything. And, and that's, a, that's a mutual respect between two, two yeah, definitely. That's the other brutal side to the sport is, like we just talking about the build-up process, like the training, the weight cut, someone has to lose and they've still put in all that effort. Like MMA is such an unforgiving sport in that respect because you yeah. put all that time and effort in. And then if you lose, like it's not all been for nothing, but you just must feel like, or it must be such a difficult thing to overcome. I think like a loss, especially in front of like that many people is crazy. It is. It's very, I think it's very, it's an emotional rollercoaster, you know, for a lot of them. Um, I don't care how big or tough you are, you know, when you put all that time in, you've got your family watching, you know, and you've got your kids watching and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's a sad time, you know, for him. And, and you know, I, I can imagine it takes a few days to get over it, the mental, emotional. Oh, and I've, I've seen, you know, with, with um, friends, fighters locally around here, and I've seen, I've seen the impact it has on loved ones, you know, and, and family. It's definitely, definitely... Definitely very real, you know, the emotion, definitely. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So do you do you just, uh, like, film and shoot stuff, or do you train at all, like, just as, like, a hobby? Or? Yeah, um, so, God, this is quite a long story. Well, not a long story, I'll make it short. Um, I started in pro wrestling, training myself. So I took on pro wrestling, I had a few wrestling matches, um, stopped that, and then I joined a local MMA club in Norwich, near where I live. And again, fell in love with it. It was brilliant. I, I started training there. Um, done that for a couple of years on and off. It was hard to fit in. Again, I, I can totally understand the, the training you have to put in is, am is amazing. You know, like you can't just go once or twice a week. You are going. <laughs> if you want to fight, you've got to put a lot of time in. And I, I, unfortunately, I didn't have that time. I'm a, you know, I've got a family, um, two jobs. Um, so it's on and off, really, just to keep fit keep keep active and, and understand the sport still you know um yeah I, i've trained with a few good fighters some some pro boxers who are now pro boxers so yeah i've learned a lot so i've i've seen both sides of it now you know i've seen how hard it is to train um jiu-jitsu and all that kind of stuff um my oldest daughter she she trained in jiu-jitsu since she was four stopped around about i think 14 and she got to a black belt so it was a proud moment for me Jeez. She was she was entering tournaments and, and beating the guys, you know, because <laughs> honestly, I found this old clip and, you know, she was uh, put head against this guy because no one else is in a weight category. Mm. And, yeah, you know, she was throwing this guy around. It was brilliant. It was a proud father moment, you know. Yeah, was, 100%. Mate. I think, uh, obviously, like, being a, I don't know because I haven't got any kids, but I think, like, being a father to, like, a daughter in particular, you, like, worry about them, but... Uh, your daughter's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, it probably puts your mind at rest a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She's, she's one I can, um, you know, totally uh, relax with, you know, because I know, you know, I'm not being big at it, but she's always been strong-minded and, and physically strong and, and very respectful, you know, and all these things that I can't ask for anymore, you know, the, the, mm. the polite, respectful and, and caring, you know, and all those things. But uh, underneath, you know, can handle a situation, you know, which, I wanted to be streetwise, you know. I've got three girls. I hope my my young, <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope my, um, you know, I keep pushing them to MMA. You know, like show them a few fights. You know, they're not too sure about it at the moment. But um, my middle daughter was a Ronda Rousey fan for a while, so I was getting her there hooked. You know, I was getting, <laughs> you know, um, 
yeah, and then Ronda Rousey left, and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> all that effort you put in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, some some people like football. I don't watch football. I don't dislike it, but I don't really like it. And I certainly didn't want them going the football way. <laughs> I wanted yeah. them to go. But I do take to the gym sometimes, you know, and and, and uh, get them involved. I like to get them involved, you know, because it's my lifestyle. Yeah, um, of course. It helps them. I think that's. Oh, sorry, mate. No, sorry, Luke. Go on, go on. No, no. I was going to say. I mean, I think that's. Um, you know, for kids especially. Um, I mean, me and kind of literally said it on the podcast a million times that how important it is, you know, to to be active and do a sport. But for kids especially in a combat sport, you know, like you were saying there, she's, you know, she's kind, respectful, disciplined, um, Mm -hmm. and that's absolutely everything that a combat sport teaches you, isn't it? I mean, I've got kids in my coaching classes that are four, five, six years old. Um, and, you know, they're starting to get the hang of it now in, in the kickboxing side. Um, and it's just brilliant to see, like, you know, the confidence builds up and they just, you know, they're, they're amazing. Um, and to know so, yeah. Well, you know, to help them progress, you know, as a coach or whatever, you've helped them, you know, and, and, and there will be ones that don't want to continue doing it, but there'll be them ones that will stick at it for years and years. And you were part of that, that um, progress, you know, which is huge. Um, I, I, th- I think kids should, could, should learn some sort of self-defense without a doubt without a doubt um, the you know yeah definitely because like you say it factors into so many other parts of their life and like this is what I was like getting onto with the like have you trained and stuff because I think once you yourself like say you're a fan of MMA mm. that's one thing but if you then go and like you go to like start training jiu-jitsu you start doing Mai Tai if you train like what you're actually watching you have a much greater appreciation for how difficult it actually is because, and I find this with people like, so they're always like, I don't like watching MMA because I hate it when they just start grappling. I find it really boring. It's like, but if you had done that and you had understood you like, you felt what it's like to have someone just like hold you down and you don't know how to get out. Like it's so difficult to do. So it helps you understand the sport better and you just appreciate what you're watching a lot more. Absolutely. I think even if you spent, an hour session training in it, it would open up your eyes and realise actually when these guys are rolling around on the floor tangling up, they're doing that for a reason, you know, they're not, they're not throwing punches for five rounds, you know, because not many could do that, you know, but there's, there's an aspect strategy, you know, it's um, like you just said, you, you put it perfectly, you've got to, you've got to do a bit of it and understand it a lot better. Exactly, uh, 100%. I think, you know, that's with any sport, you know, but... <laughs> So is it just so you say you're not interested in football? Are there any other sports that you're interested in, or is it strictly MMA for you? Boxing. Uh, and I've watched more boxing recently, actually. Um, never used to be a boxing fan, but now I've watched a lot of old uh, Tyson stuff. Mike Tyson. I, I've always been a fan of Mike Tyson just because of his style and you know aggression. It's great. That's my that's my thing. But yeah, um, no, it's it's just really contact sport. I, I I've tried like in NFL football. I just can't do it. I just can't. I, <laughs> NFL, yeah, yeah, that's a unique one. That I wasn't expecting you to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched an NFL match. I've got some friends that watch NFL, you know, and I've got an NFL hoodie, and they always laugh because I don't really watch NFL, but I like the hoodie, so I bought a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of like your photography work, then I mean, kind of, you know, you discussed earlier a little bit about how you know you ended up there taking it as a as a kind of professional um, professional role, but. What was the what was the moment that you you know kind of got into the the kind of uh, MMA side of it, and what was your inspiration? For, not your inspiration, but you know how how did oh, it come about? Yeah, definitely. Um, so 
Steve Newman, who runs Contenders in Norwich, uh, Contenders event, which is going to be Road Contenders, obviously, he runs it. And he contacted me and um, wanted an interview with me, or a meeting, sorry, an interview, a meeting with me for me to potentially start on their shows as their, their official photographer. Um, probably had a half an hour meeting and, and then we had arranged the deal, you know, where I, where I joined their events and um, photographed their events. You know, I was really excited. Um, probably two years before that, I joined a, the official photographer at a time to assist him to see how I got on there, basically. But I, that was a deal that I had with a photographer, not the, the promoter. Um, okay. But I was still very green then. I still didn't know much about cameras, if I'm honest. <laughs> I lighting. I, to be honest, I really knew nothing. I just knew I knew about MMA. Um, uh, so there, yeah, then I took the position, which was good. Fast forward two years, I was then the official photographer for Contenders, which is, which is a huge role. Um, because, you know, you've got a lot of responsibility, you know, to, you're basically in charge of the media output, you know, in terms of pictures, mm. because I think images are so strong for media. Um, I've always said, sorry to swear, but if you've got shit pictures on your website and and it's your, you're advertising your gym or, you know, a brand new gym's open, you've got shit pictures, I look at it and think, that just looks tacky, you yeah. know, I'm pretty honest. Yeah, just, no effort's got into it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I just, I just like things right. I, you know, I'm, I'm OCD with things. I want things just right. So when I edit pictures, I, I've been so many because I don't, I'm not happy with it. But some of them I look and think, oh, it's great. But I, I'm now ruthless with them, and and, and I want it just right. So yeah, I, yeah, I took on that position and, and done it for the last two or three years now um, at Contenders in Norwich. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, mate. I think that probably speaks to anyone who is been offered an opportunity that they think well I don't know if I'm quite ready for this I don't know too much about this it's like but just do it and obviously like look at where you are now like it's obviously gone very well for you and you said you felt green at the time you didn't know very much but you there's something to be said for like learning as you're doing something so it's obviously worked out. Chucked in at the deep end was the best thing for me because you know I was chucked down case slide and yeah I've done pro wrestling events but um you know, I had a big cage in front of me with a fence, you know, so that's different between three ropes, you know, boxing ring, focusing through, you know, a tiny circle, you know, is really tricky, you know, when guys are moving in an unpredictable fashion, it's, it, it taught me a lot. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely tested me, which, again, I, I, I benefit from that, because if I'm tested, I, I, I progress better, you know, um, if, it's, if it's too easy, I don't, yeah. If it's too easy, anyone would be doing it. I always say, you know, it's, I it's so... That. I think so people are often afraid of something challenging, but yeah. where you, re like you just say, where you really progress and become a better version of yourself is when you're being challenged, so... This is it, and I wanted to... With contenders, I wanted to up their media, you know, and look at how the big leagues are doing it, you know? Not, not copy them, but take maybe from them, you know, and see, well, why aren't we doing that, you know? Because it's yeah. working well for UFC and Bellator and all that. There's no reason I've got all the, the, the facilities at hand to, to do the same they are doing. Um, yeah, we're well, a small information, but why? But then add my own touch to it, you know? So, so they know Brett's done that, you know? You know yeah, yeah. Putting your mark on it, really. Um, yeah, it is. It, it, it is. It's, it's a great experience. You, need, you learn a lot. Definitely. And, um, you've done some work. I saw on your Instagram you did some work at UFC London. Um, yeah. Arnold Allen stuff. Is that right? 
Well, that was awesome. I mean, that for me, that was a dream position to do that. That was, um, I went down with Mark Heath, the local, um, I'll say local fight journalist. He's all over socials. He's a really good guy. We went down there together. Um, so I provided Mark with some images from Arnold's fight. Um, but yeah, amazing experience. I mean, when you come out to the crowd and thousands, you know, and I'm talking, <laughs> you know, you are struck, you know, starstruck when you come out and then um, escorted to the cage by security. And then literally just just do your shit, you know, just do your best. Because for me, that was my my opportunity to to prove that you know I'm a high level fight photographer. Yeah. You know, just Mickey Mouse turning up at your local event hoping for the best. You know, I I I wanted to prove you know that I can I can match the high level stuff. You know, and and I was happy with what I got. Really happy actually. Um, even when I was nervous, and normally I'm quite relaxed but yeah i was nervous for that um <laughs> but i i composed myself and yeah i, I you know it's, it's great because again with arnold i photographed quite you know in london and now i'm meeting him recently you know so again i've part of the story building you know it's all yeah it's, of course and like you've bro. done you've done quite a bit of work with bk so it's quite funny because obviously your bk photography brett king photography yeah yeah, yeah. Done a lot of stuff with bkk fighters yeah so, I got confused when I was first reading it. I thought you were like their official photographer, but you've just done a lot of work at that gym. Like, do you go down there quite regularly, regularly and photograph? Or how did that? Yeah, come yeah recently. Well, so Jack, Jack runs a gym or owns a gym down there. BKK, Jack Mason. So he, this is another part of the story. I now, Jack Mason contacted me to cover his events. So Cage Warriors, yeah, I officiate contenders and Cage Warriors Academy. So I flip between the two whenever they've gone to an event. And so, yeah, Jack now uses me for his gym shoots. I'm back down there again this Tuesday, funny enough, for a boxing class, so to cover that. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm covering the training pictures for the, for the promotions that I work for, you know, which is great. You know, they're using the same guy, which I think is good. Otherwise, you're going to get two styles of pictures, you know, for, for their websites. And I think it's important to be consistent with, um, with, with media, you know, and, and yeah. So, no, no, so, it's a brilliant gym down there. BKK is brilliant. The guys are great, really um, accommodating. Um, it's a, it's almost a two hour drive, but you know it's a good, it's it's yeah. well worth, well worth. And you see a different level in each gyms of fighters, and I, I not only just take pictures, but I'll watch it as well. You know, I get to see them train. It's brilliant. It really, is. it's good. It's like as close as you can get to it without actually like being a fighter yourself. Like you get to. You get to see a lot that a lot of fans probably wish they could just regularly observe. So, like, yeah, yeah, it, you know that the, the fans can't obviously get involved in. You know, so it, it is. And I see, I see things. You know, like I, I often suggest for some promotions that something should be different in terms of looks. You know, because I, I see it from a picture point of view that you know maybe we shouldn't have that in the corner. Maybe the lights should be a bit brighter. All these little bits that that will help them as well, not just me, but it will make their product look even even professional. But no, it's great. they're both great promotions, you know, they're very, very similar. Yeah, and in terms of like, so your career, like being a combat photographer, like what are some of your like best experiences? And also maybe have you had any like, not negative <laughs> experience, but like obviously being around like professional fighters and stuff, has there ever been times where like things have got a little bit like hairy or like? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sometimes fighters are very tense. Obviously, they've, they've cut weight, so some of them don't want to talk. Uh, not like I go around just chatting. <laughs> but some, some, 
think they literally I've had to do like the poster pictures before an event and some fighters don't even want their pictures in front of the backdrop you know and you kind of have to convince them it's for their own benefit as well yeah because you know there's a lot of mobile phone images going on posters even now I see it and we want you know high resolution images again to make it look professional mm. uh, I, I have to command a lot um weigh-ins is a good thing you know I have to get the fighters looking at each other and then facing me so yeah I'm kind of not just taking the pictures, but I'm kind of getting them to... Like um, directing the situation. Yeah, facing off, you know, and I'm thinking, right, I better get them facing me now because it's getting a bit hairy. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, I suppose that's, that's a good excuse to pull two fighters apart yeah. a little bit, isn't it? As you can say, right, actually, you know, you need to concentrate <laughs> on me now so I can get the shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can imagine you've been in some fun situations. Yeah, def definitely. Uh, Probably the most memorable one was uh, these two Polish female fighters. I mean, they were UFC level. I think one of them was actually getting signed to the UFC or some link for the UFC. Um, their fight, I, I walked away from their fight in Norwich thinking, wow, that was like one I'd just seen on a pay-per-view event. That was uh, five rounds of, yeah, even hair coming out and everything. And, and the bit that got me was I was taking pictures and all of a sudden some blood has landed on my camera, actual blood. And I'm thinking, shit, I cut my finger on something, you know, because holding on to the cage or whatever. And I uh, looked down and thought, actually, no, her face has got blood on it. It's come from her. <laughs> so it's literally flown across the cage. I mean, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Might be out. Oh, oh man, that's class. That's because, so there's that really famous picture of the boxing referee. And it's like, the tagline is always, you don't play boxing. And the referee's shirt, he's got a white shirt on, obviously. Oh. Red, like from sleeve to neck, like, and um, John Anik, the UFC commentator, it was, uh, I think it was after Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson fight. He's got his white commentary t shirt on and he went to the back room to get changed. He took it off and he noticed there was just blood all down the back of it that had somehow come out of the cage over onto the commentary team. So that's what I was going to ask if anything like that had happened to you, and obviously it has. That is insane. I think uh, Mark Heath, the commentator, who's also the journalist for Contenders, and Sometimes cage wise, he I think he said he had some hair land on his his um, broadcasting table oh from the female fighters. He got something pulled out and she threw it, you know, over the cage. It was annoying, and it landed on his table. I'm sure. I swear to God, that was. Uh, I'd had more than a punch, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was crazy. Like that, that for me was one of the. Um, yeah, blood on the camera was a good sign that, um, yeah, I've, I've done it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, being in the perfect moment at the perfect time, isn't it? You know, place yeah. and time, sorry. So, um, I mean, I wanted to kind of ask about that then. So, obviously, it takes years and years and years of practice to get these, you know, amazing shots. But when you're actually in the fight and in the moment, you know, what are the kind of things you look out for? Um, you know, how do you start to think, right, you know, now I need to go, Pop, this is yeah. it. Yeah, um, I kind of, um, I kind of analyse the fight. So as I'm looking through, obviously that tiny eyepiece on the camera, I'm thinking this guy's looking a little bit tired. Uh, most, well, most photographers should look for them, them knockout hits. You know, those potential knockout hits. Um, submission pictures are great, but you could, you could take one and that would be enough for the event, or for the, for the fight rather. But um, you want, you want. It sounds gross, but you want the blood and everything splattering, you know. You want to see that. I do anyway. I want to see the grease. Oh, I do because they're the ones that wow you and you think, shit, you know, that, that must have been a great fight, you know. Um, I cover a lot of the ultra white boxing events as well. But again, 
they're limited to what you can pull off because they're wearing head guards. And yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, I'm doing one of those in September. Yeah, so you're not getting much impact, you know. So it's like you're not getting them shots where their face has gone to the side, you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of cushioned, so yeah, you don't you don't see it. But yeah, I do I do I look head kicks as well. Again, they're so quick and they're out. They're suddenly there, you know, because most fighters will try it. You know, if, if head kicks are their, their, their strong thing, they'll try and finish off a guy with that. So I have to be ready. You know, and some of them are unpredictable. You know, they'll pull out a head kick and you don't, they're going to go for a standard knockout or submission. And all of a sudden, they've gone with a kick. And I've missed, missed one shot once because I was at the other side. So I, he, was back, he was back to me. So I couldn't really get a good shot because all you could see was part of his leg going up, sticking out of his back. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. But, um, and then the guy just yeah, yeah. to the floor. <laughs> yeah. So I was a bit annoyed by myself, but then I thought, actually, I can't teleport to the other side and, and physically be that side, you know, and I can't control the guys to say, can you stand over there, please? So, yeah. <laughs> Just hold <laughs> up, hold up. <laughs> you know, please. Um, no, I do look out for them, them shots. I'm, I'm, I'm big on, like, back to those shots as well, like the warm-up ones, you know, the uh, atmospheric ones, you know, when the guys are getting their gloves on and... and and then tense moments because it might sound cheesy, but I look for emotion in fights and pictures. You know, you could take a picture of two guys face to face, but I want to see like emotion in that fight. You know, I want to see, well, brother, you know, I want to see the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, and, 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 and yeah, that's what. And I'm that's saying. when they're in that kind of, you know, mental state, isn't it? You know, that when they're sat in that dressing room, having the, you know, having the hand wraps put on. Yeah. Um, you know, the gloves put on. It's really, you know, that, that's game time. Um, and that's everything they've been working for. That's the, the main focal point, isn't it? Um, this, so I think if you capture, uh, capture an emotion, then there's your moment. <laughs> the fighters are more tense, I would say, backstage than they are when they're walking down that ramp with the music on. I think because once they get through that, that curtain, if you like, the, the nervousness almost stops, you know, and, 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 you know, and they're getting checked by the ref, etc. I think the backstage stuff, when you're waiting in there for... An hour, that's a long hour, you know, waiting to um, to come out to, you know. And then I think the first round, you warm up as a fighter, you know, and then you're more relaxed, I see. But everyone's different, you know. You get guys that come out and they're so relaxed. They're so, you know, <laughs> yeah, you could be having a coffee with one of them the fight before. Um, <laughs> I think you must feel a lot more relaxed after you get in there and take your first, or land your first punch, probably more appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm like that with the pictures, actually. It sounds silly, but I get a little bit anxious because, you know, you are in front of a big crowd. Not that that bothers me, but you you want your hardware, your, your equipment to be set up ready for that, you know, and all of a sudden the event starts and kicks off, you know, and then you've got to get your head into it. It's, it's You've got to be focused so, so much. I think you know. before you do anything that, like, so, for example, what you do, there are people that you need to do a good job because you need to represent this event well and the people who have hired you want the photos to look good and like you also have a personal standard that you clearly really want to uphold and you have a specific style you want to convey so absolutely even, even though you're not in the cage fighting like your job is almost as important because people are going to need to see these photos and that's going to represent the sport in a way so yeah it makes sense to get nervous doing that as much as anything yeah definitely a really strange feeling actually when you get out there and, and you know you see the fighter coming out and I a lot of photographers used to miss the walkout pictures and I think that's really important as well you know when they're when they're getting their gloves checked and all that because when you look at their faces they're so tense a lot of them you know but then that's what I want to catch 
and then capture and walking through the cage and then obviously the fight time as well. But I really do feel like most of my best pictures are like the walkouts and the, and the warm-ups and all them kind of bits and the emotion when the coaches have gone to the fight and lifted them up. They're the, they're the ones that you can't repeat, you know, because yeah. you can all throw punches, etc. But when your coach is emotional, you know, and the fighter is as well, it's, it's an amazing... Uh, you, you feel for it because you get tied into it and you get sucked into that, that moment, you know. It's, um, and like, you appreciate it. MMA and boxing, they're like, in terms of iconic photos, like they're good sports for it because there's so many like cool photos from MMA. So like when Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald fought for the second time and at the end of the fourth round, the bell buzzer goes for the end of the round and rather than walk back to their corners, they both just stood in the middle of the cage, just like covered in blood and just stared at each other. Oh. And that's like, imagine being the photographer that got that photo, you know, like that must be like something you kind yeah. of... Yeah, you know, if, look, even from my point of view, I'd have, I'd have been over the moon with that kind of shot. That, that one shot would have completed your night, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. because, because people will look at that for years to come, you know, them particular shots, you know, um, there are the, them killer shots that you think you've nailed it, you've, you've got it, you know, you, you've, you've, and you don't get that every, every event because not every event is as successful as the other. No, but and no, no two fights are the same, really. So yeah, uh, yeah, I would love to have got that picture. <laughs> I look at some of these UFC ones. I'm very jealous of some of the the opportunities they've had. You know, uh, well, that's what I kind of wanted to ask next. Is like, what are your plans for like your career and where? How far do you see this job kind of taking you? Like a photographer of the UFC or something like that? Oh, not quite for the UFC. I mean, last. Year before last, I had an opportunity to almost go to Bellator in London, um, but they had too many photographers for the cage side, so they said I could go to the media day. But I literally had one day's notice, so I could cancel that out of my day job, so I had to sort of say no to it. Looking back, I, I should have just tried to get a day off, you know, on holiday, uh, book a day's holiday and go and do it. But um, I was still quite new to, to that then anyway. Um, but if Bellator came over here, I would definitely try and apply to get on one of their shows. Bellator is my next one I want to do. Um, I do have a checklist. <laughs> that, um, Bellator, yeah, definitely I want to get onto one of the events in the UK. Um, last year, I was in Florida with contenders because we were going to go over to Florida. But obviously, the dreaded COVID killed that off. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate that word. But yeah, hopefully... <laughs> Yeah, you know that it might resume you know because i'd had my passport and visa ready to go over there and uh we're gonna have chuck liddell over there as well we're gonna have some of the the, the ex well ufc hall of famers at the event um but yeah i was gutted for that because it was going to be another another um profile booster if you like yeah absolutely and i mean you know um i hope as we're coming out the other side these these kind of opportunities you know start to recreate themselves but there was another project that you were working on at the minute, um, the Cage Warriors Academy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's um, my similar to is it similar to the Road to Contenders or? Uh, I would say it's more similar to Contenders, not the Road Contenders, because Road Contenders are amateur fights. Uh, but, but I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're similar because sometimes you see some of the same fighters cross over. Not many, but yeah, you see some Jimmy Fell. Um, he's fought on Cage Warriors Academy. And he's been in contenders as well. So yeah, they, I see some of the same fighters sometimes. But Cage Warriors Academy, yeah, that's in September, I think, uh, early September. I can't wait for that one. That's another really good event. Very big event. The last one I'd done, I think there was 33 fights. I was exhausted. 
<laughs> <laughs> That's some laser focus right oh, there. I couldn't do it. I get distracted too easy. Honestly, 33 fights. Not, you know, I, I love, I thrive on all that, you know. So, um, yeah, I was a guy to do that. Up and down the stairs, you know, a lot of times to get into the cage, then back down, then cage side to take the pictures. It's, it's, you have to be quite physically fit for that. People don't get it, you know. Um, but, yeah, that, I don't know what fights are on at the moment because it's still quite early days. But um, I'm sure they'll put out the fights soon for it. But, yeah, another great event, another venue. The venue is awesome. The Charter Hall. Um, yeah, and the weigh-ins will be the day before, normally in a hotel. But I go down and cover that as well. And yeah, again, I see the build-up is great. It's great the weigh-ins again. I love weigh-ins as well. They're brilliant. They're good. They're good. You can tell a lot at the weigh-ins normally. Like that's like that's a lot of fighters say. Like you can win. You can win a fight just with the face-off at the weigh-in. Yeah. Well, then definitely. Um, most of them, I mean, amicable. You know, like good guys. But there's been a couple of push and shoves at weigh-ins. Not too many, but yeah, you expect one out of thirty fights you know i guess you're gonna have one and some bad some weight cuts that you know that are quite scary as well when they're People coming in over and stuff yeah it's, yeah it's mad that part of the sport i mean you know they've got uh two or three hours to go and cut you know five key five kg and uh it's it's scary really mm. but yeah. like talking about you like you obviously having to do those 33 fights so and like it's the same as what we were saying with the mma like you don't really see the build-up you just see the fight but People obviously just see the photos you take, but I can't really comprehend like the level of focus you have to have for all those fights because it's not like a photo shoot where, say, like you're doing a model shoot for somebody, which I've seen you yeah. do work like that. So you tell you tell them like what kind of shot you want. You like yeah, do this, do that. This is something that's just happening that you're having to capture. You have no control over what's happening, so it takes a different level of focus, and that must be like exhausting in a mental way for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Exactly right. That is a complete different to like a model shoot that I cover also as well. You've got time to adjust and, and recompose and, and get them to move, etc. Like you said, a fight, you, you haven't got that opportunity. You've got to go with it. You've got to, you've got to zone in on that fight. You really haven't. Because I don't often see the fight. People might think I'm seeing this fight and it's right in front of me, but I don't see the fight until I get home because then I'm going through the images, you know, and then I'm just putting it all together and... Yeah, you know, yeah, I've got a great, great position, a great seat, if you like. But um, I'm so zoned in on the fight that um, I normally have a headache, bad headache for a couple of days after it, definitely. I'm guaranteed. That would make sense. So, like, you're not watching the fight as a fan, like, this is a good uh, fight. You're there as, like, a photographer, like, making sure you're getting the good shots so you don't uh, appreciate what you're watching kind of thing. That's it. I switch off as a fan because I'm not there as a yeah, I am there as a fan, but also I have to, I'm not there to be a fan. I'm there to to put on and produce high quality images and ones that not only the promoter's happy with, but that I'm happy with. Because if I'm not happy with it, why should the promoter be happy with it? You know, I'm I'm very hard on myself, extremely. Um, because I'm now I feel like I'm at a level where I should be pushing really good shit out, you know. It should be <sighs> I don't want to be like any other photographer that I see yeah. at an event. I want to be do I, I sound big headed, but I just want it just well, right. mate, it's good it's good like the, like you demand that standard of yourself because there's a lot of people who would probably get to what you're doing and be like do you know what i'm sweet i can just do this like go yeah. take a few photos i get to watch the fights but you 
want to like really develop your own style and you clearly demand a lot of yourself so that will show in your work and also yeah. promoters want to employ people like that yeah I'm, I'm super passionate you know and um you know i'm willing to help people you know i've got my um for, for road contenders i've got my nephew coming down um to do some backstage shots for me so he's not a photographer but i'm i can set up a camera for him and whatever he gets from me is going to be a a, a huge help you know and i can concentrate on the cage side and if he gets 30 good quality images at backstage and i'm you know i'm happy with whatever he gets you know but it's still going to be more than what i could do by being in yeah. two places once you know so that's 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 going to be a good event for him a great experience for him exactly but, so it's, it works out for both of you it's a really good opportunity for him and you're no, he, also getting someone to help you out so he's traveling down from from Essex you know to come and help me it's gonna be a great great experience for him and it's good having a family member help me as well because he knows how passionate I am about it so he knows he's got yeah. to deliver yeah that's good but yeah it's gonna be a good experience for him and me again there's some big dates then so yeah i mean uh, obviously we don't want to keep you on too long um uh, but so give us uh, the dates for these events um so we can kind of you know well tell people about them obviously because <laughs> i'm terrible with um because i'm terrible with dates and names <laughs> i'm fucking as we speak contenders let's go with contenders and there one is Right, Road Contenders is 9th of July, so that's a Friday. Friday, yeah. And you can get standard tickets for £30, which is standing. VIP is sitting down ones, which is £45. Um, yeah, that's, that's £30. And it starts at 5.30. The doors open 5.30, so I imagine the event would be at 7, probably. Seven-ish, half six. A bit more reasonable than uh, staying up for the UFC then until yeah, five yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I've oh, done okay. it. I have particular fighters I really wanted to watch, but I do struggle the next day. My, my day's ruined, you know, but oh, we do okay. it. Oh, we do it because we love it. <laughs> well, that's it. So I, me and Luke always chat when the UFC's on and like, it'll often be like, we'll talk throughout all the fights and then it will get to like two. And one of us will stop replying because he's clearly fallen asleep. But yeah. it's happens usually to be low, me, man. Constantly. It's usually me. <laughs> I, I like, I'll get to the main event and it'll be like half five in the morning. And I watch them walk out. And the next thing I know, I'm opening my eyes and I'm on the sofa and I'm like, shit. Um, <laughs> fallen asleep and missed it. Like. Yeah, the pay-per-views I've paid for and then just <laughs> fell asleep like three oh, fights into, like one fight into the main event. And it's just, I'm like, that's 25 quid down the yeah. fucking drain, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He'll do it because it's just, you know, you want to stay up and you try and get to sleep during the day, but you just can't, you know, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, it doesn't. No. But uh, I've just brought up is, um, that is on the 4th of September. So again, Cage Warriors. Not, uh, Cage Warriors Academy um, at Charter Hall. That's 4th of September, which it, there's no times for that at the moment, but I'm guessing that'll be released quite soon. Uh, Perfect. Looking forward to getting back to it then. Oh, absolutely! Two two big events. Jack said it's going to be a big Cage Warriors Academy event. It's going to be a great one. So I can't I can't wait for both of them. Both. I'm hungry to do them, so I just want to um, push out real fighting pictures again and, and get some normality back for people. You know, get them. 
Well, it'd be a nice one for the crowds as well, just to have allow people to come back and experience it. Like, there'd be some happy people there. Yeah, just just doing something that you enjoy, and I hope people appreciate the world of MMA and local events because. You know, I think they need to be supported, really, because it's on our doorsteps, you know. I mean, Norwich is 20 minutes, Colchester, and a half. That's really close. We're lucky to have these events close by, you know, two top quality, you know, productions. Really good. at the end of the day, this is where these big fighters get their start. Absolutely. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Imagine being one of the people who got to see Conor McGregor the first time he fought on, like, a Cage Warriors, like, undercard, like. All these fighters start somewhere, so to go Absolutely. to these kind of smaller events, like me and Luke are going to watch Jimmy fight in July, and we we can't wait because well, that'll be the first time I've seen live MMA, and I, I think it is for Luke as well. We're buzzing. Hey, it'll be the first time we've seen each other in about four years as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be yeah. Looking forward to it, man, but. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure people are going to be absolutely buzzing about the events, and I think supporting the local ones, as you say, is is incredibly important. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Support, support, you know, support the local ones as well as the big, the big ones, the big leagues, because they all, like you say, start somewhere. And often at the events that you go to, you've probably seen someone that has evolved, you know, onto UFC or one of the bigger ones. Well, just before we kind of wrap up Brett is there anything you kind of wanted to say or wanted to give reference to that like we'll put links to everything in the bio as well but if there's anything no no I mean any is that are looking for a photographer you know a passionate experienced photographer you know please get in contact with me and um, if we can arrange something you know um, I once I recently had a promoter ask um, how cheap am I this is for a pro wrestling event I had to laugh you know when someone says how cheap you are my I don't do cheap. I'm not saying I'm mega expensive, but also my work. It's good quality. You get what you pay for. With my work. So, no, that doesn't that doesn't go down well. No. It's not the way I'd approach it. No. That wasn't the best. How Even how much are you to hire is a better question than how cheap are you? When the word cheap came out on the messenger, I thought, my God, sorry. But not very. Yeah, probably too much. For you, you know. <laughs> even yeah, I mean to be honest with you, even if we went, oh yeah, we could pay a bit more than that. It's like, well, actually, yeah. you know, you've kind of yeah. come out here trying to look for essentially yeah. what's, you know, yeah. Anyway, I'm a fair guy, you know, and I will try and help where I can. It's not all about money, you know. Obviously, I have to make money from it, but also I will help out. And I've helped out a lot of the young guys, you know, with media and stuff. You know, ask any of them, you know, and I always give them my time. But when someone says how cheap, that just that kills the <laughs> for me. Absolutely. Uh, Well, mate, it was, um, you know, obviously an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I think we feel like we just chatted about fighting again for another hour. Um, It just flies by every time we do these types of episodes. Uh, It's been great to chat to people that, you know, understand it and, 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 you know, can see my side as well. And and, no, it's been great. That's it, mate. It's nice to get, like, because obviously we've had fighters, we've had coaches. It's nice to get another perspective on it and, like, your work absolutely speaks for itself, mate. Like, it's really impressive stuff. And I'm looking forward to, well, now that you're getting back to work, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. what you bring out over the coming months. My Instagram will be flooded with everything. <laughs> nice. Looking forward to it, man. But, um, yeah, as Khan said, we'll pop all the, all the links down in the bios and, you know, we'll make sure to kind of send you clips and stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, but, yeah, most importantly, um, obviously, everybody who's listening, if you're going to listen, please obviously like us, followers, um, you know, go and follow Brett's page as well. 
um and yeah subscribe because without the you know kind of people watching it we, we can't produce anymore uh but yeah always grateful um, no, and always grateful to the people who come on Brett. So thank you very much no and i appreciate you having me on here because it gives me my chance to say my side of the story because years ago this wouldn't have happened so um this is only my second podcast it's great to for people to hear my side you know and have you guys raise some um questions at me it's great because people get to hear me instead of just seeing me at events <laughs> so it's it's a great <laughs> i don't always have time to check and um I feel bad for that because I'm a bit of a, I'm a social guy. So, you know, I like to chat with people, but I can't be, can't be taking pictures and chatting. No, you can't give everything at once, mate. But no, look, thank you very much for your time. And yeah, thank you for anyone who has watched. Uh, looking forward to bringing you more episodes. But yeah, thank Love. you very much, Brett. Take it easy. You too. Thanks very much. Bye. Yes, people. Thank you very much for watching. I uh, hope you enjoyed that most recent episode of Featuring Regular People. Uh, we're really enjoying making them and just putting them out to you guys um obviously really appreciate the support and all the love you've shown so far it just gives us that little extra boost to know that you guys are enjoying it um but yeah luke over to you yeah so um obviously you know we we can't do any of this we can't keep putting content out there well we can um, but there's not much point in putting more content out there if you if you don't like it um so please obviously like follow subscribe um, we always put you know ourselves and our guest social medias um in the bio as well uh, but anyway like share subscribe click follow let, give us a comment um you know down below um and just tell us what you think cheers yeah, guys absolutely thank you very much guys keep watching stay tuned for more